Hello, and welcome back to Pete's Corner. I know it's been about 11 days since my last recording, but um, I did give you guys two or three episodes uh, last week, I believe it was. So um, I just took some time for myself. E3 is over. And to kind of summarize what I thought of the entire thing, um, I would give the overall grade of all of E3 this year about a C-. Nintendo and Square Enix had the best conferences, while everything else fucking sucked. And that's really um, all I have to say about that, to be completely honest with you. If you want to know my full thoughts on it, you can check out my website at tracklist.com. I wrote a E3 wrap-up there instead of making another... Um, podcast so um if you're curious about what i think and what games i'm looking forward to and shit like that you can just um check that out so today i have um multiple topics to go over i'm not really planning on talking for too long and let's just uh let's just jump right into it so i'm gonna start off by talking about anthem and i have gone quite a while without talking about anthem on this show but this story i thought um needed to be talked about and ea has just now i guess admitted to themselves because we all knew it but they just kind of admitted that anthem is not working right now and that they have a lot of fucking work ahead of them and um i have a quote here from their ceo he just says anthem is not working his own words right there anthem is not working but he vowed to stick with bioware they compare bioware to steven spielberg they say steven spielberg doesn't um always have hits he has some shit in, thrown in there too. And he pretty much admitted that Anthem is shit right now. And as much as I don't want to throw Andromeda up with that, I know public perception for a long time was that Andromeda was shit as well. Even though I personally think it's one of the best games that's released this generation. Um, And I'm not, I don't know how they're going to fix Anthem because the problems that it has, um, I don't see being fixed with what they're adding to it to be completely honest with you cataclysm um at least the beta assets that they had or have going on i wouldn't know doesn't interest me at all if they add some more story content i'll be down for that i might return for that just to play through the story and see what happened because i did think the story was decent and i'm i'm just not i don't know what the future of anthem is i mean they might have to do what final fantasy 14 and what the elder scrolls online did and just scrap it and start over well elder scrolls online didn't start over but they did have that huge one tamriel update that saved the game because eso was bad for a long time and then that one tamriel update dropped and then morrowind dropped and it completely fucking saved the game and now it's one of the most bustling mmos out there anthem is not an mmo it's a looter shooter, but it can still do what other games have done, like Final Fantasy XIV, and completely rework the game. I personally don't see how this game is going to survive in the state that is in. This player base is incredibly low. The content updates um, are coming in too slow, and everybody that was interested in the game has now left the game and moved on to other things i mean bioware has to work cut out for them and i'll be honest anthem is the worst uh bioware game i've ever played but it still is i think um what the fuck was that i'm sorry guys i think somebody just blew their horn 
behind my house. Sounds like a big ass truck. And I don't think that's gonna be able to be edited out. So um I'll do my best. <laughs> so what was I saying? Um Anthem. Everybody that was interested has already moved on to other games, other looter shooters, or went back to Monster Hunter World or something to get their multiplayer experience that Anthem could not give. I know I moved on and I put 73 hours in Anthem, which is a lot of time to me. And I realized that the end game was incredibly weak and I just kind of jumped ship. I canceled my subscription to Origin um, Premiere Access, canceled my wife's subscription, and we just moved on and we started playing The Division 2, which is another game that I no longer play. <laughs> But I, I still do really like The Division 2. I just don't really have a reason to go back. And with Anthem, I think they really need to do a Square Enix to admit that they fucked up, pull it from the shelf, offer refunds if you have to do that, rework the game, bring it back out later on, and have it just be a completely different experience. I mean, trying to fix this um, is just going to cost resources and everything you do is going to be met with incredible negativity because it's... Well, that's just how things are these days. And I don't see this game ever succeeding because people already have it in their minds that EA is shit and that Bioware is been corrupted, has been corrupted, excuse me, by EA and that everything they do now is complete shit when really the only bad game they've ever made is fucking Anthem. I think that they really do have the work cut out for them. I think they have a lot to do to get back on the and players good graces but that will never happen because people are idiots and would just blame ea for everything regardless that's all i have to say about about anthem so i will be moving on to some monster hunter world now i took a brief break from monster hunter world i haven't played it in about two and a half weeks maybe three weeks because um i put 166 hours in that game in the span of two to three weeks i believe it was so i was playing a lot of it and i completed the game and i'm still working on my review i just really haven't been um able to write much lately i've been suffering from writer's block and uh i just got some new i just got a, my first pair of glasses in uh over 15 years and it's like going from standard definition to high definition i mean holy shit everything is so clear now so it makes writing and reading a whole lot easier that was me getting off topic. So Monster Hunter World is getting a new dynamic difficulty. And what that means is if someone joins your game and the monster is scaled for uh, multiplayer and then they decide to leave or they crash or they quit because they have to go to work and the hunt's taking too long or whatever the fucking reason they have for leaving. Your game will automatically scale back down to single player difficulty and it gets better from there. If you're just playing with a buddy, with your friend, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever the fuck. If you're just playing with someone and it's just the two of you, the monster will not scale to um like four player difficulty. It won't be an incredible challenge just for two people to kill. It will scale accordingly to how many players you got. Now with three people, it will scale to the most difficult um, form and have that four player HP and attacks and all kinds of shit. But with just two players, it won't. 
And that is awesome because half the time it's just my wife and I hunting shit in Monster Hunter World. Because we do a lot of missions that um, nobody really likes to join. Everybody's doing Cove to Roth, which I think is a shit boss fight. I've already farmed everything I'm interested in farming from it, but I still have to kill it a few more times because I want to finish the armor set. And it's just an incredibly long and dull fucking boss fight that's just not fun. Yes, it's cool being able to see like eight hunters fucking whack the thing, but doesn't really make it a good fight. I would have just preferred your standard hunt over this raid that Monster Hunter has. But that's just me. So I'm really looking forward to um, this dynamic difficulty. There's no release date set and you don't need to own Iceborne to get this. It won't be just an Iceborne thing. It will be for every monster in the game, which is incredibly awesome. Now, Iceborne does have a beta. And if I'm not mistaken, it's um, exclusive to the PlayStation 4 or is available on PlayStation 4 first. I'm not sure how that works, but... um. I mean, I have a PlayStation 4, but I have no interest in trying out the beta. I just put it that way. When I play Iceborne, it's just wanted to be my own character. Um, and I want to go in there blind, which is why I haven't really watched too much. I don't really need to see what kind of monsters are going to be there. It's Monster Hunter. I'm going to have fun murdering them anyway. And that's, I think that's all I have to say on this subject because, um, there's not really much to say. I just want to bring some attention to the dynamic difficulty. And it's something that I'm really looking forward to because I've been part of um, a lot of groups where it's just two of us or it's a whole group of us. And then one of them leave and or two of them leave because they get frustrated because they die or some shit. And I'm left there alone or with another person trying to fight a fucking beefed up motherfucking um, monster. And that's never that. And that's never fun. So knowing that there's going to be some type of difficulty scaling with that is awesome. And since I am on the topic of Monster Hunter World, and that is a Capcom game, I want to touch up on these crazy Nintendo Switch prices that we have been seeing on the eShop lately. Why is an old game like Devil May Cry, the original one, $20 when you can buy the entire collection on every other platform for $20. That's all four games for $20. And Capcom's been crazy with that. Now, Dragon's Dogma, I think, is absolutely worth $30. But Resident Evil 4 and then the original Resident Evil, um, the remake and Zero, both being what? $40 a pop? Why? Then you've got uh Square Enix with the Secret of Mana, with the Mana Collection, whatever it's called. $40 for two old fucking games that released in in the 90s. Why? Where's I mean, it, it's ridiculous. I understand it takes resources and money to port games to the Switch. But motherfucker, it don't take that much because you didn't do much to the Mana Collection, which I have not bought because it's $40. And you, you didn't do much with it. I mean, Final Fantasy uh, 10 and 10-2. With Final Fantasy 10 and 10-2... You can kind of understand them charging $50. It's two games. They're meaty JRPGs, but that's really pushing it in my opinion. I mean, $40, okay. $30, perfect. Uh, $50, that's a bit much to me, but at the same time, you're getting two games and they are um, meaty, long JRPGs. And I'm not sure if I like the game or not yet. I haven't played it much. 
Um, but it's it's no it's not my favorite Final Fantasy. Let's put it that way. It's just, you have all these games, especially by these two developers that launch, that is just so absurdly priced that you have to step back and look at it like, why why the fuck are you charging this much for this? Like, why? And nobody really talks about it. Nobody brings it up, which is what surprises me. They're just gonna buy it, and the developers know that you're gonna buy it, and they're gonna keep fucking charging that much money for it because you're gonna buy it. I like to vote with my wallet when I can. Now, I did buy Final Fantasy, but like I said, um, it's two games. It's not just Final Fantasy X for $50. I wouldn't fucking do that. And, it, and it's not like a rework of the game. It's Final Fantasy X. Same old Final Fantasy X with a fresh coat of paint on it. And I mean, it's decent. It's okay. I'm not in love with it or anything right now. My point is, is that I think, um, I think if everybody kind of put their foot down about this whole... It's not really a situation or a controversy or anything like that. I just think developers are being a little greedy with the amount of money that they're charging for some of these Nintendo Switch games right now. And I, for one, plan on voting with my my wallet when I can and just kind of saying, hey, I'm, I'm not going to buy this. I think it's too much money. I think it's too expensive. Um, I think you guys could have priced that a little better. I wait for a sale, which is what I do with most games, which is probably why um most of the games about the switch are like fifteen dollars ten dollars i just wait and i don't mind if i miss out on um games that i'm curious in but most of the games on the switch are just remasters anyway and they're games i've already played before so it's not like i'm missing out on much to be completely honest with you and what uh first party games there are have been incredibly disappointing to me so i do love my switch though yeah, i absolutely love it just like i love my 3ds as a matter of fact i, I still love my 3ds more than my switch but that's just me and we're going to go ahead and move on. So um, Alpha Protocol has been in the news lately. And don't get excited the way I got excited and filled with false hope that we were going to get a remaster to that excellent game by Obsidian. No, it's not that. Alpha Protocol has been pulled from Steam and various other storefronts because the music license that they had expired. And I don't think Sega has any plans on renewing that license because I doubt Alpha Protocol is still selling copies. And that makes me sad because you had something that could have been really fantastic there, Sega. A spy RPG made by some of the best developers that make RPGs. And you just you just let it sit there. You did nothing with it all these years. You're too busy milking Sonic. And Alpha Protocol, it wasn't a perfect game okay i'm not gonna say sit here and say it's like this this masterpiece that that everybody needs to go out there and play but it was damn good okay it had branching dialogue consequences to your actions like four or five possibly six different endings i mean it was so fucking good it has so much potential that you just let it rot and just fade away and never gave us Alpha Protocol 2, even though Obsidian themselves have said how excited they would be to work on a sequel. You just didn't do it. And now the game is dead. Officially dead. So rest in peace, Alpha Protocol. I love you, and I will miss you. I am so glad I own you, though, on the, on Steam, because I would have been pissed if this had happened, and I didn't own the game. And that's, um, that's it, guys. Yeah, there's no Alpha Protocol remaster in the works that I know of or that anyone knows of. I couldn't find any information out there. And it's just been pulled. Usually when a game is pulled, like um, The Last Remnant was, you're like, oh, shit, yes, um, remaster's coming. And a remaster did come of The Last Remnant and of that other game that I forgot the name of. It's not a JRPG. But not Alpha Protocol. Sorry, guys. Sega doesn't love us like that. I mean, look how long it took them to announce a Western port of fantasy star line too and uh that's 
yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> um, so I have been on a bit of a video game buying spree. My wife's birthday is coming up, and for her birthday, she wanted um, she wanted a few things. She wanted um, my time at Porsche, which is this looks like a um, what do you call it? Um, it's like a Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley, but in three D kind of game where you can move the camera and it has better gameplay and better combat than those games and uh but i don't know if it's it's better than those um i've only played it for like two hours um but my wife seems to really like it so that's good i let i went ahead and let her um play that early because her birthday is on the 27th so i just kind of was like yeah you could play this but you're not going to play your other game until the 27th and the other game that she wanted is actually fallout 76 she played the beta i i own the full game so i went ahead and i um reinstalled the game and logged in and played with her and she fell in love with fallout 76 so that would be the second game that i get her on her birthday now the third game, which wasn't really a birthday gift, it was just something I bought, but I had no idea she was interested in it, was Monster Hunter Generations on the Switch. And it was only $30. It was 50% off. The, the Nintendo Switch had one of those rare, awesome sales. And I say rare because usually when there's a sale on the Switch, it's just a bunch of fucking vaporware that's on the fucking page and you just scroll down looking for something interesting. I'm going to say like, 80% of the shit I saw on this sale was very interesting. Tales of Asperia, um, you got um, this uh, game, what is it called? It's another JRPG. My memory is so horrible. I don't remember it, but there's a bunch of JRPGs that I wanted. But I didn't get it because I saw Monster Hunter Generations and it was only $30. And I'm like, fuck, this is worth it. I mean, the amount of time that it's going to take me to complete this game, I'm like, this is definitely worth it. So I poured it my 3DS character over to the switch and i'm currently using him and helping my wife out and we are just really fucking enjoying it it is so good and in ways is better than monster hunter world i love this the skill arts that you can use and they're they're amazing like i going from monster hunter world to generations at first was um was odd because i haven't played generations in so long it, it was just confusing but after about an hour i just started picking up the old ways again where there's no scout flies lead you to the monster you actually got to look for them throw a paintball or or some poop or something on one of them so you can track them and you just kind of following them around while beating the shit out of them but it's also not just about killing monsters you got your gathering missions you have your academy point missions where you got to get a thousand points or 500 points or, or however many points they need you to collect during that mission and you get to play as your palico and you don't just have one you can hold up to 50 and use two of them at a time and even go hunting in prowler mode with one and that's always fun so it, there's a lot in generations that's not in um world and there's a lot about generations that's better than world it has more environments it has more monsters it has more customization it has better armor sets, better looking armor sets than Monster Hunter World. It has um, a superior roster of monsters, which is obvious because Monster Hunter Generations is like a greatest hits game. So it wouldn't really be fair to compare Generations to World because that's like part one, two, three, and four. It's like their greatest hits in one game. 
and it's it's amazing i am enjoying it a lot just like i enjoy world which one do i like more i don't know right now my vote might be with generations but i really enjoy i really fucking enjoy monster hunter world as well so i might just say they're a tie for now because i'm having a hard time deciding between the two and the monster hunter generations is just it's so fucking good and i actually recommend playing monster hunter world before generations if you're a new player because monster hunter world teaches you the game it has a tutorial it teaches you what to do it teaches you how to hunt teaches you how to craft and combine and make all kinds of neat items and shit monster hunter generations does not do this they just assume you already know how to play the game and would just throw you to the wolves and that's the best way i know how to describe it both games are absolutely incredible and i'm really enjoying going through monster hunter generation i actually never finished it because it it'll take you a hundred hours just to reach high rank in generations let that sink in for a moment a hundred hours just to reach the high rank and it's way more grindy than than world is way more grindy in monster hunter world you can craft a full set you can hunt maybe let's use Aginath as an example He'll be your first real challenge in Monster Hunter World. You hunt Anjanath about six, seven times. You'll probably be able to build the entire set if RNG is on your side. If RNG isn't, I say about 10 times. In Generations, you're talking about 10 to 20 times per monster if you want to get that fucking set. And maybe I just have bad RNG. But that's been my experience. It's way more grindy. You don't get as many materials from killing those shits as you do in World either. And it's um, it's a different beast. But it's also, um, I, I put difficulty-wise, I say they're about the same. I'm not really struggling in Generations. And I never really struggled in Monster Hunter World either. And they're similar and they're not similar. They're similar in a way that they're both Monster Hunter. And you you hunt monsters, you go on missions and shit. But they're different in a way that one was designed for handhelds with, with the 3DS in mind. And was remade for the Switch. While the other is just a built from the ground up Monster Hunter game built for home consoles. And they're just both so good. I recommend playing both of them. But I would say beat Monster Hunter World first if you haven't played them. And my experience with the Switch version has been so good. Especially since I bought these grips that go on the back of my Switch. Because my Switch always hurt my hand after like an hour of gaming and handheld. Those grips I can game until my Switch dies. And be incredibly comfortable the entire time that I'm playing. And that usually doesn't um, happen when I'm gaming. It might because uh, my hands would just be hurting and I'd be uncomfortable. Or I'd just stick it in the dock and play it on TV mode. Now, I'll admit, um, 90% of the time when I'm playing Monster Hunter Generations is on my TV. I mean, it's just an experience to me because it's Monster Hunter Generations on my fucking TV. But previously, it was on my goddamn um, 3DS. And it looks good. Some environments are actually really beautiful. And I'm like, wow, look at that view. I was not expecting that here. And it looks really good on the Switch. And the monsters look really good. And the animations are really good. And, and the combat is really fucking good. So there, there's, a, there's a lot to like about Generations. It feels like it's always was meant to be played on the Switch. To be completely honest with you. I couldn't beat it on a 3DS because it was... I've never played a good Monster Hunter game on 3DS, and I'm not saying the Monster Hunter games are bad. I really like them. It's just the technology on the 3DS, that little fucking control stick, using the L and R buttons to change your camera, or if you have the new 3DS, you can use the little control stick to move the camera. It just wasn't very enjoyable to me. 
And um, that's that's it. I'm going to be moving on. And I will be talking about a movie. X-Men Dark Phoenix flopped. And it's, I'm guessing, being pulled from theaters already and shit. And that doesn't surprise me. I've been telling everybody for years that the whole X-Men series, the whole movie series was shit. And people are just now realizing that. I mean, X-Men Apocalypse is garbage. X-Men Dark Phoenix, I'm sure, is garbage. Um, Logan was crap, in my opinion. Um, shit, the only X-Men movie I sort of enjoyed was... Uh, I'm not going to say sort of enjoyed. I did enjoy part one. And I guess, too, to a certain extent, um, Days of Future Past was all right as well but all the rest of them were just a load of shit all of them and the reason being is because it's not really x-men it's just x-man it's just wolverine and friends that's pretty much what the whole series was and since Hugh jackman isn't in this one to take it from mediocre to all right i'm guessing um nobody likes it and i mean hopefully this is the last we see of an x-men movie for a while i don't want marvel to make one because they're just gonna either well they might do both they're gonna sjw the living shit out of it and insert it into their shitty mcu that they have going on just give it a tv show make it a separate thing from the mcu and leave all that bullshit out of it and we will be able to possibly get something good out of x-men moving forward but that's just my opinion and the reason why I said uh, SJW, the living shit out of it, look what they've been doing lately. Inserting um, LGBT shit into the Avengers just because they want to make sure they hit those marketing points. Captain Marvel is a literal um, propaganda movie, SJW propaganda film. And Marvel themselves have stated that they wanted to make a feminist movie. So you can't dispute that. It came out of Marvel's mouth that it's a feminist movie made for feminists. So you've got that. And I mean, the road they're going down now, they're hopefully they self-destruct i really hope they do get back to making decent films please and that's that's my opinion on it so x-men dark phoenix i have no plans on watching it if you've watched it let me know what you think was it is it as bad as everybody say it is that's what i'm curious on but um there is a scene that a lot of people like making fun of with cyclops missing magneto you're looking at him how the fuck do you miss something when you're staring at it are you cross-eyed <laughs> but yeah that's let me move on. I can rant about this shit um, all fucking day. So I, I'm moving on. X-Men Dark Phoenix flopped. And next up, I have the another game. It's not really new. I bought this game almost a month ago, but I just started playing it three days ago. And that is Total War Three Kingdoms. It is absolutely incredible. And it's currently my game of the year. I don't see anything topping this right now. And it is so good. Not, one, it's my favorite um period in history with the three kingdoms i've studied that era um extensively i know all of the um history behind the generals that i'm using in battle and i'm just enjoying seeing them in something that's not a dynasty warriors game and don't get me wrong i love dynasty warriors but my god is something special playing it like this in a total war format managing my armies getting my ass whooped by fucking yuan shu Getting uh going to war with Yuan Shu, Dong Zhuo, um, Liu Bu, and fucking Gong Sun Zan and shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck? Everybody wants me dead. But after a certain point, you get so much power that people start to fear you or are just straight up jealous of you and would just start wars with you. So I'm currently defending my home 
in the north and the south at the same fucking time because they want what I have. They want my kingdom. They want my power. And I'm not giving it up without a fight. But I will say it will be, I will shed a fucking tear when my boy dies. When Shaho Dwin dies, I will shed a tear because he has been in my employ for like 40 years. That and he's just awesome. And Sao Sao, he is, uh, he's getting up there too. He's pushing 60. And so far, none of my generals have died from old age, but I did have plenty of them get murdered. My ruler's wife got murdered and um, his dad was assassinated, which happened in real life. Actually, Sao Sao's father was assassinated. And yeah, that's, that's a whole story for another time. But I like that they added that in there, but it's not really historically accurate. I do notice a lot of um, flaws and shit like that, but it's a total war game. It's not there to be historically accurate. None of their games are actually historically accurate accurate but they're all very fucking good so the fact that i could play in the three kingdoms in ancient china with with the wei dynasty or with the shu dynasty or the or the wu dynasty has me um completely nerding out and i'm totally in love with it i mean just in three days i have um i think i have about 20 hours in it so i've been playing it a lot and i'm still on my first map and it's a very bumpy map i'm playing so bad that the game actually recommended that i lower the fucking difficulty <laughs> But I haven't played Total War in um, two years, and I'm incredibly rusty. And even though I'm strong politically, I have my own um, alliance. I have um, Leo Bay and um, a bunch of smaller minor lords under my banner to where if somebody goes to war with me, they'll go to war with you. And it's totally awesome. And that is all I have for you today. I would like to thank you for joining me on another episode of Pete's Corner. It was hell editing this thing. I had lost so much dialogue. This thing was originally close to 40 minutes long and I just lost 10 minutes of dialogue somehow. So I'm currently editing this today on the 25th, even though I recorded it last week, which is why it took me so long to get it up. So thank you once again. Please, if you like this episode, share it. Talk about it. I'm trying to expand. I love all of the clicks that you guys have been giving me. And I love you so much for it. You can find me over on Twitter at Draculus23 and over on my website at Draculus.com. Thank you and have a wonderful day.